and welcome to this week's edition of the Holy Bubble. Yeah. And this week we are going to be talking about the one and only charismatic renewal versus the traditional church. Bang. And next to me I have the wonderful Paulina. Why <laughs> am I feeling the blanks today? I don't know. Am I um, the blank person? I don't know. I'm just in. I'm just in, yeah, yeah. It's working. And of course, <laughs> my name is Alec. I think I'm pretty sure uh, it's one of those days. Uh, but yeah, so we are going to be discussing today something absolutely amazing it's gonna be fireworks in here we're gonna be lighting a match a fuse on everything and we're gonna be blowing everything up you're gonna be um, filled with holy spirit oh boy it's gonna be a pentecost filled night wow i was careful there i almost said pentecostal and i was like absolutely not <laughs> not absolutely not but you know uh yeah so we're gonna so okay we're gonna discuss the charismatic renewal movement within the catholic church and we're going to compare it to what you would normally experience on a sunday so we say traditional but really it's just what you would probably normally experience on a sunday if you go to a charismatic renewal mass or a church that's particularly big in the charismatic uh, sort of thing then you're probably just going to think this is normal anyway uh, but we're just going to sort of explain for some people out there that go to a very normal mass that are wondering what is charismatic renewal uh, or for those people that are thinking oh actually I'm a little bit scared of this or I'm a little bit you know I don't really know what it is or, or maybe yeah yeah I, I think Catholic Church is uh, has a very wide spectrum of experiencing Christ and experience the mass itself so uh, I think that for one group of people is going to be normal for other people is going to be absolutely different oh yeah i i grew up myself in a parish that was very traditional and we had a set set amount of songs and amount of things that we were doing during the mass and around the church and now when i'm in uk i see different practices being around the church and different churches in our town have different way of going around and they incorporate more or less of the charismatic stuff into their liturgy and into all the activities around the church. So, uh, yeah, I think it's very interesting. I think it might be a bit controversial oh, because people controversial. have <laughs> people have different opinions about all charismatic movement opinions. and they are more or less good. So. Yes, yeah. And what we, we were saying, uh, it's, it's, it's more due to a lack of understanding, we feel. So we just want to help you understand a little bit about maybe some of the theology behind yes. this and some of the things. But please do remember that we are not a trained professional. Absolutely not. Uh, so this is not based <laughs> on years of years of study more than mm -hmm. it's more just our research and our yeah. personal experiences. So if we're saying anything that's wrong, Feel free to point it out. Or just double check what, what, what we what we say as well. Yeah. yeah. Make yourself comfortable as well. It's all about doing your own research, I think, always by making yourself comfortable. But yeah. No. Okay, so should we start by trying to define charismatic? Yes. Yeah. Alec, what is oh. charismatic oh. movement? Well, okay, gotcha. so <laughs> oh, that. um so I was thinking about this and there's things in the catechism and there's things in scripture that do the job very well and tell you what it is. But I think it's basically the special gifts, the special graces of the Holy Spirit. So it's not the gifts per se that you think of uh, when you are confirmed. It's more the gifts that you are given as charisms, basically. Uh, charisms is the, the Greek word. The word of wisdom, word of knowledge, increased faith, gifts of healing, gift of miracles, prophecy, discernment of spirits, diverse kinds of tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. So we'll go into what each of those mean. Well, actually, the word of wisdom and knowledge are fairly obvious. Okay, so... The, I but are we talking about wisdom and knowledge that's above the average one? So it's not 
like a textbook knowledge. It's more about knowledge about what might happen, which kind of overlaps with like prophecy and stuff or knowledge, what to do in specific situation. The same with wisdom. It's kind of supernatural kind of wisdom. A divine wisdom. A divine wisdom. Yeah. 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 But we should say that these, these, the, so the, the charismatic renewal is taking these charisms and embracing them fully into all sorts of things. So in terms of prophesying, actively prophesying over people and, you know, different areas of life, the sermon of spirits actively taking that gifts of healing, doing actual healing ceremonies uh, and performing miracles in front of people. These sort of um, services that happen uh, within the Catholic Church, um, speaking in tongues. And then interpreting other people's speaking in tongues. So I, I can't really explain what speaking of tongues is. I think it's diverse as well. Yeah, because it it's uh, the first uh, time people were speaking in tongues uh, in, as, as Christians uh, were disciples in Pentecost. Yeah. Because they went out on the streets of Jerusalem. They started telling people about Christ in their native languages which the disciples didn't know. So it was a gift of proclaiming the gospel, basically, to the people uh, that otherwise wouldn't be able to understand it. But often uh, the gift of tongues is used also to praise the God, just for the praise. So you might speak in a language that it's not necessarily human language. Yeah, not recognizable. Yeah, or it can be language that you don't speak to anybody in particular. You're just speaking to God, you're not speaking to the other person. By using that language to kind of express the, the love they have for God in that moment. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a pretty good way of um. So um, uh, if 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 you're interested to know what it sounds like or something like that, just I reckon YouTube would be able to help you there. Mm, I have my objections <laughs> because YouTube is a wide source of a lot of things, and I don't want to go straight into my like problems with with charismatic movement, but. Uh, with especially with a gift of tongues, there's a lot of grey areas where yeah. we don't know yeah. what if it's exactly okay. a gift or not. Yeah, we actually we should we should start. Also, really, we should have explained a bit more. So it sort <laughs> of started in 1901 with a small girl speaking in tongues. Yeah, I think it's in Kansas, uh, and it's in a Methodist sort of. Uh, I think it's Methodists who are doing it, and this girl starts speaking in tongues, and it sort of spreads from there at that point. Um, so it's like, and it spreads and it, you know, creates this movement within the Protestant church, uh, Pentecostals, you know, particularly focused on Pentecost, uh, and the Holy Spirit coming down on the apostles. And that's sort of where it comes from. And the, the Catholic church, the charismatic section of the church is actually some of the, pretty much the last bit to take on this movement. It's been a movement throughout the whole of Christianity and we're sort of the last people to take it on. So we're the last people to sort of accept <coughs> it and support it. But we should say that the charismatic rumor is something which is supported um, and approved of by the church. So yeah. it's in all sorts of things in the catechism that you can find, all sorts of things about healing um, that you can find in the, the, the catechism. It's a great source. Um, but yeah, it's, the, the charismatic renewal is this new movement of this focus on the charisms of the Holy Spirit and this certain embracing of it through different sort of services and a particular type of prayer and all sorts. So it's all of a movement. Actually, it is. It's a movement of spirituality throughout the church. Yes. That's what it is. Um, but it's it, a way it, of expressing your spirituality and your faith. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, way of prayer, really. So, but it's not its own religion. Yes, Some it's very important to remember. It's not, not the religion. other branch of Christianity. Exactly. It's still, it still has to be church. very much rooted in the traditional 
Catholicism. Uh, yes, yeah. because otherwise it just becomes pretty much Protestant yeah. church. Yeah, exactly. Well, it becomes a Pentecostal yeah. church. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's very key. We're gonna we're gonna say some of the things that we think are slightly uh, uh, interesting, and we're gonna pull out something. Oh, That's very diplomatic way to oh, put it. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Well, so uh, we. I mean, I am for charismatic renewal. I will say that right now. I am for it absolutely 110. percent Yes, me too. Yeah. Um, we should say it before we start because I I do acknowledge that it has problems. Yeah. But I'm I'm feeling it's very important, if not necessary, in especially in modern church in today's time when people are so full of doubt about religion. Yeah. And when people expect from church so much more than just a mass. I think it's again like if we knew what the mass exactly is, we would be content with just having a mass because that's the highest expression really of God's presence. But because we, we we don't really understand the mass, we need something else as well to kind of let us be in that. Yeah. And I'm really for it. And that sort of that sort of pulls on it as well because it, it pulls down to the very primitive aspects of Christianity. It pulls down to the very basic levels and sort of takes on, it builds you from this 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 very practical, hands-on way mm-hmm. of doing things, which is exciting. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's very joyful as well. It's very energetic. And I don't know, but when when I turn up to something charismatic, you know, I turn up to a ceremony or a service, it's so joyful. And I yes. leave, you know, with a big smile on my face. Yes. Sometimes exactly. I, for my sins, don't leave the mass. It's sometimes <laughs> with a big smile on my face. But, you know, but actually, I guess that is the... the I definitely think they both serve a different purpose. That's it. And so, yeah. Should we go into it? Yeah. And I, I would like to also highlight that mm, charismatic movement and like charismatic spirituality uh, can have different like degrees of like intensity because my mom belongs to that the charismatic movements uh, and she's the first person who kind of introduced me to that uh, in Poland but it was so much less than is here like her toned down yeah yeah her being in a charismatic movement was going for like a retreat once or twice a year which was run by people from charismatic movements and if somebody had anything that we consider supernatural like speaking in tongues that was a very small percentage and it was definitely not a goal of those meetings mm. she she would came back and she said like oh we had this this teaching we had this and that uh but and if, if she said like oh somebody was speaking tongues that was one person out of a th- oh, okay. thousand yeah, yeah. so it was a bit different approach and it was it was still charismatic because it was still asking for the gifts of holy spirit it's still trying to let holy spirit into your life uh, but it was Definitely, like less intense. I think oh, it, it yeah. doesn't have to be very black and white. It, it, it is a, a wide spectrum. Basically, what I'm trying to say. I think. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're right. Um, yeah, and I think there is. It's hard to ease yourself into charismatic renewal as well. Here in the UK, I think you you go from going to mass every Sunday, and then you'll go to an event, and it is full on. Some of the yeah, events, oh, they are straight into you it. You just get thrown straight in, and it is it is a lot for some people. Yes. I mean, I, I, mean, I remember I remember going to a, a parish down in um, Shoreham by Sea. It's down by Brighton, down on the coast, mm-hmm. the south coast. And the priest was like, um, it was the day after they'd had a healing se- healing service. And the priest was saying, he was like, yeah, the feeling in the parish is just shock. He said <laughs> that, that two people were slain in the spirit, um, which oh. is when you, you know, collapse and, mm-hmm. you know, in the spirit. And they didn't expect it. They'd never experienced anything like that before. And he was like, I was just in the confessional when I came out at the end and everyone was just <laughs> in pure and utter shock. And so he was like, yeah, I'm just waiting for it all to calm down. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there like, oh, okay, it's interesting. <laughs> you know, that really is jumping at the deep end. But yeah, yeah. It is, especially for people who are like rooted in the very traditional, very like conservative 
way of expressing their faith. So let's dig into it. Okay, so to discuss the pros and cons of charismatic uh, renewal and charismatic movement, uh, I was doing my little research and I found this article uh, from, I don't know how to say properly, is Unam Sanctam Catholicum? This kind of blog. And it was quite negative about uh, charismatic movement and uh, basically highlights seven reasons why it is wrong for for Catholics to kind of practice this kind of spirituality. And I would like to discuss them with you because I, mm. I do agree with some of them and then I don't with yeah, some yeah, of them. Yeah, so, let's argue it, let's argue. so the first point is our emphasis on the emotional experience, cr- uh, creating dependency. Uh, so basically, we shouldn't base our faith of our feelings because yeah. we don't always feel the presence and we don't always exactly. get happy and we don't always get excited yeah. and if our whole experience of faith is only based if i like this worship service or if i get healed That's or it. if i felt felt if, this closeness if it's not there because you're going through a hard time and you cannot really connect with that that may makes you upset and you might not go again basically yeah, no, 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 hundred percent right. I, I, I do agree with that one. So, um, you know, when we expect to feel something, yeah, you know, we want to feel that the Holy Spirit is with us. We want to feel these things. We want to know, and you know, but we can't always. It's like the mass. You know, we don't always feel great during mass, do oh, we? It's very it's difficult exactly to feel great oh, during mass. <laughs> but so, if the music is bad, therefore you don't get this good feeling, and all of a sudden the service is, oh, you know, it just wasn't as good as last yeah. week, or you know, but actually, you know. It was, the Holy Spirit was there, you know, it was just as, you know, good as last week, you know, everything was just as, you know, or if you're expecting you certain, as much. like yeah. very specific thing to come out of that, like healing or like getting as like gift of tongue, so getting something. It, when you don't get it, it's very disappointing and it can stain your relationship with God. Yeah. Be- and it's also like this thing, like, am I not good enough? Like, it yeah. can be uh very difficult to like accept that and i'm a person who finds it very difficult to kind of let myself go and like be at ease and and like lose this control just enjoy the this the presence so i never really get like the gift of tongue or anything like that so for the longest time i was like am i doing something wrong like is it what's going on why and it is important to remember that faith it's not based on feelings and it's the Christ and the mass who should be in the center of spirituality. Yeah, that's it. And yeah, we have to build our relationship of God, with God, uh, regard, regardless of how we feel about it. Which is worth saying that, that actually sometimes God does send us a feeling in a particular moment. Yes. That, that is from God, but you have to discern that. So if you're, if you're not getting something or you're not getting a feeling one week, you must discern that. Don't just write it off as the fact that you didn't receive the Holy Spirit that week or, you know, the Holy Spirit wasn't with you. You know, it's not, the, it's not the always case. with you. There you go, you see. <laughs> so there you go, you're, you're, you know, you're wrong anyway. So, mm. um, yeah, so don't base off feelings. So that, yeah, we, we agree with that point. Yeah, with especially that point. with worship, I think, because I am a fangirl <laughs> and I do... L- <laughs> That's just a fact. Let's, let's, let's be laugh. honest. I, uh, I do enjoy my music. And um, I know how emotional you can get about music itself, about visuals, about lights, about everything. So if you are in a very good worship service, you're going to feel joy just because you are being in a very exciting environment. And the music is good and the, the, the lighting is nice. They put some candles on. They, you, have, you might have some incense. Very often you have a blessed sacrament. It all creates atmosphere. So it's very difficult 
then to kind of separate what is your physical response to the environment you're in and what is your spiritual response That's to it. the God's presence. Because if you put me in any good concert, I'm going to have very similar oh, yeah, like yeah. physical experience. Straight in that mosh pit. Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, precisely. So it is, it is very, very important to distinct that, that not everything you experience during worship is God himself, but it doesn't make the experience any less valid because no, you're exactly. still enjoying it. You're still worshiping God. So it, that's, it's still all good, yeah, really. And it's exactly the same. Say you, were, say you were sitting and praying in silence. You could actually have had a really emotional day and you could sit in prayer in silence and have a really spiritual and emotional time in prayer. But actually, it's just because you've had an emotional day and you're yeah. a bit over to it. And actually, you know, it's, that's the reason. But it doesn't mean that your prayer time is any less important or is any less, you know, there. Anyway, okay, so let's yeah. move on to the next so one. So the second point is kind of connected the dependency of the on the feelings can uh, stand uh, spiritual growth. So basically, if you don't get enough of good feelings, it's true. It's true. You... Actually, another thing I have seen is whereby people are because it's an ev- generally an event based thing. You go to an event once a month, um, yeah. and then you go back to your mass. What I have found is people base themselves solely on the events. So when they go back home to their church, they're bored, and they some of them don't even go to mass every Sunday because they're just so bored by it. But then things will build back up to that event, and they'll start going again. They'll start getting. They'll have the event. They'll have this great time. They'll have wonderful. They'll come back all infused, and then it will just slowly drop off, and they'll start going to mass, and then it sort of builds back up again to the event. And so it's like all based around this one event. Yeah, that's why I think it's so important to first base your faith in mass in sacraments and understand that they are the base of it and without them it's just concert if you don't have that that real presence of god in your life in mass and in sacraments because it's so easy to lose feelings and faith should be just like this continuum even if it's not exciting on the uh, day-to-day basis it's not gonna be you're gonna have your ups and downs but you need to have this like base the steady base what what I try and do is every time I go to mass, when just after the consecration, um, uh, the priest holds up the blessed sacrament. He goes, "This is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world," and he's holding it up. Every time I see that, I sit there and I look at the body of Christ, and I just think solely on the fact that okay, that is the body of Christ. Believe it, Alec. Believe it. And yeah. I try and sit in this moment where I just absolutely just think about the fact that that is the body of Christ, and it's in front of me. Yeah. So I just try and solve it. So I think finding some way in which you can try to celebrate s- mass as it. you celebrate the worship. That's it. Just sit there and think you about it. You have to realize slowly... the same God you're worshiping in your like worship session, your healing session, is the same God that is Actually present. Present. In, in, in the Eucharist, that's yeah. it, yeah. Oh, nail on the head. Yeah. Let's get the next one in. Let's get the next one in. No. <laughs> oh, no I want to give us applause for oh, doing a no, good job. No, it really is that. No, it really is. That's it. That's for me. Sad times. Next one I, I found quite interesting. Uh, lack of silence, which is necessary to hear the God's voice. So that's disadvantage. <laughs> and and hear, hear me out first. Uh, so what I think is... Uh, First of all, it depends again on the event because uh, during the, the like worship session I've been to, very often there is a moment of silence and there is a moment for people to get to join yeah. and say their prayers and to yeah. just stay in the presence of God. But at the same time, silent prayer is not a worship prayer. Those are two different things and you can have your silent prayer. You're giving me a look, you have uh, a different uh, opinion. Uh, 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 you have your, you can have your silent prayer when you're alone. 
it's just two different things, really. What do you think? No, no, I, I, I think silent prayer is essential for formation. I think, and actually, oh, yes. if you haven't tried silent prayer and you're sitting here, you just so say, difficult. But it is so important, so important, especially for discernment, because otherwise, to remove all the external things and sit with yourself face to face with God in silence is incredibly important. I think. Yeah, I, but I do think that the worship environment it's not the place for for silent prayer. First of all, yeah, because no. it's in front of other people. True, true. I mean, I think the charismatic renewal allows that anyway. I disagree with that point. Yeah, I, I do with disagree point. with that point. I think it does allow silence, and actually, I yeah. think it, in, in, in some ways, it's substitute because it focuses so strongly on a personal relationship with Jesus. If you find that, you, whenever you go to a, something charismatic, yes. it's so focused on that personal relationship you have with Jesus. And I would say, actually, no. The one thing I don't agree this, like the most with this statement, which is kind of off topic, was that the silence is necessary to hear, hear God's voice. And I disagree with that strongly well, yeah. because God speaks to us in, through other people, in, in, through in so anything ways, really. Could, and could be the ad, an advert on the side of a bus for yes. all we know, you know. Yeah, so it's just saying that you can only hear voice voice of God in silence is oh. definitely wrong for me. I don't I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't get a voice in my head anyway. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Not many people do. No, not many me people. Either. Some people. Some people do, though. But yeah. I do remember first time I went to semi-charismatic meeting in here that very first song that was played it was just played it wasn't even performed it was uh, Good Good Father mm. and it was exactly what I was needing at the moment to like, cure my anxiety and my worry and I know it was God speaking to me through that song and it was not in silence definitely because we were sing- no. we were listening to the song so I definitely God doesn't speak only in silence although silence, silence it is it's very important. Mm. Yeah, uh, essential for formation, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so the fourth uh, argument against the charismatic movement is uh, charismatic worship promotes undue familiarity with the divine. Undue familiarity undue, with the divine. That's all good. And it ex- it's explained uh, about people uh, that are present during the adoration of Holy Sacrament, that they lay hands on each other in the moment when the, the, the blessed sacrament is exposed or that they do things that you wouldn't necessarily do, like lay down on the floor and, and oh. uh, the people... Here is a, a quite funny example that the, the guy was, was in shorts, wearing shorts, <laughs> during which <laughs> which can happen anywhere and it's not a mortal sin. No, 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 exactly. I would very much argue that the state of your soul is way more important than the clothes you're wearing. Exactly. You know? Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with being familiar and close to god in that way yes uh, I, I, so i've been some services where the eucharist uh, well the best sacrament will be held up um they'll wrap it around with the humeral veil and the priest will walk around and you can touch the humeral veil and it's as though you know the woman who grabs grabs jesus's mm-hmm. cloak that's 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 oh, the okay. idea and so but that is you know very familiarity with with with, with you. i don't think there's i do understand the point that there is a sacred space and sacred like items that we should pay uh, respect to because they represent god basically so like the blessed sacrament uh, we do believe that there is a jesus present in that and we should kind of act in a respectful way in front of that and the same with like in being inside of church we should act in a certain way and we definitely should have this like mindset of like God, he is our friend, but he is also God. But we should definitely should encourage people to be friends with God as well. Mm, yeah. So yeah. saying that charismatic movement is bad because it's, it promotes people befriending God. 
<laughs> it's, 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 it's just wrong for me. No. Actually, I did go to one thing where the, they had the Blessed Sacrament all the time, like all the time mm-hmm. during the talks and everything. I actually found that really hard. It was unsettling because I was like, I don't want to yeah. listen to the talk because Jesus is right there. Yeah, that's that. You know, I that's that really the part difficult. of. I did find that really difficult. Yeah, we, people just walking past it yeah. normally, and it was it was just yeah. I really struggled with that. People like in in this article, there's like example of the people laying hands on one another during. I think that's completely fine because they are. It's, it's a prayer. It's still a prayer, and it's silent prayer usually. And I've been to the divine adoration where people we had adoration of blessed sacrament, and there was a team of people who were going around laying hands on people and praying. But it was still, and we were singing in uh, in mid time, so it was still this atmosphere of adoration of worship of very much focused on the blessed sacrament and the thing that was happening was kind of in the background they weren't trying to make fuss about it. they were very discreet about it so i think it was very respectful to people who were trying to connect with god yeah because i mean you can you can jesus is right there you can yeah talk directly he to has him. to be in the middle yeah it definitely is a thing that we have to respect that that's it that's, that's reality it. At all, you know. but we, sh- we also should definitely encourage people to to be f- be friends with yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I just found it very. I, I found idea. it ridiculous to be it's like, oh idea. no, those people trying to be friends with Jesus. They trying to get closer to God. What? No. The how rascals. dare they? How dare they? Um, yeah. Okay. Well, before we move on to the next one, what do you think of the laying on of hands in prayer? I think it helps more us than good. I d- <laughs> surely. I mean, surely the, a prayer said with your hands laid on someone is just as good and just as powerful as a prayer that's said in the peace of your own home in silence on your own. Yeah, definitely. We 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 should do a, a separate episode about prayer itself. Uh, but I think the laying hands is just for the person that's praying that helps well, them I, to kind yeah, of... I but, think, but I think it should be for the person who's being prayed over, if it makes any sense. Cause there's, there's almost, I think it's for both of them. Then, yeah, well, yeah, true. To kind of because it's it's, it's for the person's benefit that you're laying their hands on, laying the hands on that person. Oh, I can't give you <laughs> muddled me words up there, but yeah. So because sometimes it feels like you know it's like I have power over you. My hands, I'm laying my hands on you. I've got this you know power, and it's in my hands. And I never just, really got the feeling when I was prayed over. Really? No, no did you? No, when, what a feeling. Not really. Like like the person that, that lays hands on me has any power over me. No. I think it's easier for you to be, to like kind of find the faith in yourself to 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 receive the healing because really all we need to do is, is believe and then we're gonna receive the, that whatever we're praying for if God wants to give us to us obviously. But uh, that all the like physical aspects of of prayer they are more for us yeah, like 100%. like 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 lighting the candles and stuff it's all to put us in a better place to pray the same i think is with yeah. hands laying hands is for you so you feel better praying and yeah. have more chance of connecting with god to it's receive the, the 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 curing that you need i believe it's always about the intention of the prayer as well if, if yes. the prayer is with 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 a good and honest intention then oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's 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 the main thing for me, anyway. Anyway, let's, yeah, let's move on to the next bit. Next bit. What's the next bit? Okay, next one is interesting. Uh, the fifth one is too much focus on sp- supernatural intuition, not enough of development of virtue. And I do agree with that. Go for it. I mean, what do I say? We need to first to deepen our faith in a more traditional way before we, d- we come and ask for the spirits. Because I f- that's my opinion, at least. Obviously, Holy Spirit can sense his gifts on anybody, but I do feel like sometimes it becomes more of a 
skill than a gift. And we try to train ourselves in the gifts of spirit. And we try to, um, basically, they become a goal rather than building the relationship. And I think we should more focus on bettering ourselves first and the gifts will come along. And people uh, put so much uh, pressure on like having the gifts, having the gift of tongues that they, they you have to practice. They said that you have to practice. How can you practice something that's a gift? I don't, I don't agree with that personally. If it comes, it comes. And then people also like try to read into everything so much sometimes that they forget that sometimes it's just, you just have to make decision yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, when you try, obviously you can get to the point that you have this constant dialogue with God, but I also think you don't necessarily need God, God's involvement to like tell you what to eat for breakfast. And you don't have to treat everything as a vision because not everything is going to be a vision, basically. I don't know what you think about it. Well, what, what's the end goal of all this anyway? What is the end goal of everything? Heaven. 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 And, 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 and love. And love. And love. And so I would, I would argue that anything you try and do before that is pointless. Yeah. In some ways, you know, it's, it's all about getting you to that end goal. You know, if you are focusing on gifts of the Holy Spirit and obtaining these things then and instead of being humble instead of loving others then well I, I would i would i would say probably god's not going to give you those things i think uh people who criticize uh, like charismatic movement uh very often know that you can have the same results just with building your faith in like more organic way because if you practice the teaching of, of, of church and if you try to follow Jesus in your everyday life, you're not going to need a supernatural things. And if they come along, they're going to be so subtle, you might not never see them because just normal prayer is going to bring the healings instead of laying hands on somebody who's ill. The, the, the prayer itself is going to solve it without making a scene out of it, if, yeah. if that makes sense. I, you know, I can actually almost argue that if you're, if you're prophesying and you're healing, but without humility and love, it's fake. It is, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely 100%. It always has to be for God, basically. Every, everything must give glory to God. Yeah, for the you, glory of God, that's, that's the word. Because I found this, I've, I found this, I, um, I went to one talk and I sat there and I was, the guy was talking and I was like, this is about him. This is, this is about this guy being this great healer. This is not about God. Mm. This guy is giving glory to himself. And I sat there and I said, okay, maybe maybe God is still working through him, you know, because he needs to and these people, you know, people that and he can still work through him like that, you know, just it's like a priest. You know, they not may, they, they're not going to be perfect when they say the Mass, but, you know, they still are in persona Christi. They still, you know, in, during the Mass. So, you know, maybe God's still working through him, but... That's it. If you're not prophesying with humility or with love, it's it's just yeah, not. Any gift of uh, spirit should be for the glory of God. Hundred percent. And again, I know that people tend to turn it into competition of who can do more. I know. And, and who's who the can, greater healer? Yes, yeah, I I struggle with that myself. Like I, I I pray often for humility, basically to to kind of because I do want the gifts for myself, and I would love to be able to prophesy of or heal people but i know it's me who wants it mm, and it should be it. god who wants me to do it that's it that's and it. uh just a vessel for him yes so it's it's often it often becomes a problem how we understand the gifts again because at, at the end of the day 
we should strive to better our relationship with God first. I was thinking before. Uh, all, all the all the gifts should be helping us to do that. Yes. We shouldn't. They shouldn't be a barrier. Yeah, yeah. But it shouldn't also be a goal. The gifts shouldn't be a goal. I was thinking before you came uh, that if you have a friend, you don't meet up with a friend hoping he will give you a gift. That's <laughs> true. That is true. Uh, if you do, then you're, you're in it for the wrong thing. Yeah. It's not you friend, you meet up with your friend because you want to spend time with him, and if he brings you a gift, that's great. That's awesome. Take the gift. But if if he doesn't, that's fine. He doesn't owe you anything. Exactly. So you, we should treat God in that the same way. Like he doesn't own us anything. And there is no like calculated way like what you have to do to get certain gifts because you might be the most blessed person, the most holy person in the world, but you might not need a gift. And I do think if you were a holy person, you might you will not need a gift. Oh, there's a, there's a lovely bit of scripture. Ah, oh, forgotten it. It's it's you know God's grace is enough for you. It's along those lines. It's God's grace is enough for you. Yes, that's it. Um, and so that's it. You I think that's why so more. many saints we don't talk about their charismatic side of faith because we know that so many great people in the church they are capable of doing amazing supernatural stuff, but it's not what makes them holy. No. No, no, no. Well, it's yeah, it's no. it's the virtues that make them holy, the exactly. the way of they live their everyday life rather than those supernatural things that they do on the side, basically. That's it, that's it. And I think it's for it's just God working through them. Yes. Okay, so the sixth one is the confusion uh on issue of tongues, which we kind of discussed along the way. Y- yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we have. We we won't come back to it, yeah. It's again it's uh it's not a goal. It's it's a gift. Hundred percent. It's not a skill. I I, I personally maybe maybe just my personal it's issue. It's nothing you can obtain. Yeah. It's only something that people God can could give you. like. There is because this one seems to be the the easiest of the gifts, which is also ridiculous to say like the easiest to give. Just, just, just make it up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is the one that doesn't serve other people. Only serves you really, unless you get a gift of spirit to explain gospel to other people in a language that they understand. But for the most part, is usually used in the worship. And there is this pressure of, like, speaking tongues, speaking tongues. I know, Try and it. everyone else is bubble doing it, and you're not doing it. Bit, and, and then you're going to come out. It's You're not going to force Holy Spirit upon yourself. Yeah. No, no, true. And I, I don't have a gift of a tang- tongues. Neither and I, I was saying that for the longest time because I cannot, like, let myself go to it. Maybe it's just because Holy Spirit doesn't want me to have it. Because I, I cannot make him be like, okay, please, I'm, I'm chilled now. Please send it to me. Like, <laughs> I'm chilled. <laughs> Do, I'm it. chilled. Do it now. Because I always, I always used to think like, oh, it's because I'm so tense during the prayer. I'm so self-aware and I'm thinking about it. So it never comes. But it, he might just not want me to. And that's fine. That's absolutely fine. It, it, it doesn't make you any less of a child of God. No. He still loves you the most. No, for, for me, I, I haven't prayed for the gift because I've got so many other things to sort out. <laughs> I've got so many of these to sort out, so maybe at some point I will. But yeah, I've got so many other things that I need to pray for. So yeah. I just haven't, yeah. And the seventh last point is uh, less appreciation for tradition, which I personally think is fault of both sides. If there is... I want to expand that a little bit. <laughs> uh, if there is a problem of appreci- lack of appreciation for tradition... Uh, among people who are charismatic, 
Catholics, it's because both traditional and charismatic don't educate enough about mm-hmm. the the core importance of mass and sacraments. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for one. Okay. All right. Have you ever been to a charismatic service and had anything about Mary? No, not that I've been to many, because uh, to be honest, I, I'm I'm quite new to the whole thing. But yeah, no, that's a good point. I've never ever heard anyone mention Mary or anything charismatic. I think to... because it's Holy Spirit that's in know, the middle. I know. There. I know. I know. Yeah, that <laughs> just that, just yeah, just. I just, think it's just, just not thing, just her place. Um, that's that sounded so bad. I'm sorry. It's not. It's not the place of worship for Mary. Charismatic church is very much focused. Although, like, it's the same with saints. Any other saints, really? Have you? Do you ever mention any other saints? Uh, yeah, I've, I've 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 seen I've seen quite a few others drawn on, drawn. You know, they're, they're, but they're, is it because they also well, shown like charismatic? Kind usually, of thing? yeah, yeah. It's because they've been shown as a like role but, model in a way. Yeah, but it's just yeah, there's. I don't know what I don't know what to say about it, but yeah, I've just never heard anything to do with Mary, and that, I mean it's not. I'm not saying anything either way about it, but I just, yeah, I've just never, it's just, no, yeah. yeah, okay. Well, okay, so what else have we got that we, all right, so I'll, do you want me to say some things that I've I've observed? Okay, so go Ma- for it. So Mary's one of the things I've observed, but I'm not saying either way on that. But it's also, I notice an extremely heavy emphasis on and an interpretation of constantly, always seemingly on the Old Testament. So that whenever I go to a talk or anything like that, the talk is always based on Old Testament. It's Old Testament this, Old Testament that. And although in my research, I found so much in Romans, uh, Corinthians, all sorts that supports charismatic sort of bits. But whenever I go to a talk, it's always Old Testament. But the problem I have with that is that it's Old Testament, but they never mention Jesus. Uh, And whenever they're talking about things and the gifts and everything, they don't mention Jesus. For me, they don't. Mm-hmm. It's I, not. It's not central. It's there's no interpretation of the Old Testament in the light of the New. It's mm-hmm. there's no you know which you know is is the fault of individuals I guess. But because you know there are as I as I did on my research, I, I, there are ba- things they in all should be pointing old. at Jesus. Yeah, but it's yeah. I just don't. You know, I don't find it quite as Christocentric. It was you know it was fancy word. I don't know, as quite as Christ central as, as some of the other things that I go to. If that makes any sense, yeah, there's a, it does. There's a pull away from that. I mean, I I haven't been to many talks <laughs> uh, yeah. to to kind of make my uh, opinion about it. Uh, I've seen mixed. I've seen both, to be honest. No, fair but I don't know me. if I don't remember because I have mixed resources from uh, Protestant churches as well. So I don't know if it's been them. If yeah, if I see like on Instagram some like quotes on like inspirational and stuff on like all that, so I don't know yeah. how much of it was Catholic, how much. So I, I cannot re- tell my opinion on it. And there's, but... there's always lots of short quotes, which I always dislike as well. Oh yeah, taken dis- out of context. I really dislike short quotes. Yeah, yeah. And I, so this is okay. So I'll bring, I'll bring, I'll give you an idea. All right. You can say if you agree with it. Okay. So I think charismatic is a is a spirituality like monastic spirituality or something like that very much a spirituality and i think it's something that you go through on your spiritual journey i think it's a really important step on your spiritual journey i think it's quite an early one that you need to experience but i think that's it i think it's a stage in your spiritual journey and nothing more if that makes any sense and i think to take it as any more is potentially dangerous but i think it's you know Fully embrace it as a spirituality, but it's there as a part of your journey, but it is not your journey. Hmm. Does that make any sense? It does make sense. Because looking at the lives of the saints 
and the lives of the and the writings of the doctors of the church. That's what I take from that. In that they the gifts that they use and and perceive to use, they have them, and it's an aspect of their spirituality. But that's it. It's a stage, and they use it in moments. But it's not their faith as as a whole. You know, their life isn't just solely like that. They do silent prayer. They they do everything. You know, they do everything, and it's just an aspect of their spiritual life. And that's why. That's what I would like to see charismatic spirituality become in the church, an aspect of everyone's spiritual life. Yeah. Does that make any sense? I mean, yeah. I mean, what do you say to people who dedicate their whole life to the charismatic movement? It's tricky, isn't it? It's tricky. Because I mean, uh, for you, them, that's the core, like, part of their spiritual, like, I think, I would assume. It's their whole spirituality. Well, I mean, maybe Not, that's their calling. Yes. Maybe that is their calling, is to become solely charismatic. I mean, I'm, I'm very, from my personal experience, I cannot tell because I'm very early uh on that so uh i wouldn't know but definitely i think everybody should at least go through this phase and and try it out for themselves and not, see not that it's just a phase and <laughs> see what from it they can take and and kind of put in their like life and add to your own spirituality yes yeah. To, yeah because for some people it works to kind of close themselves in one kind of spirituality like you you have people in, who are in convents and they have very much set kind of way of That's living well, monastic life yeah, uh, yeah and that works for them i hope <laughs> uh, but we as people who don't don't necessarily have to subscribe to one spirituality uh, we can kind of experiment what works for us more or less because some people will find different kinds of praying and different kinds of connecting with god better for them basically it's, it's finding your quickest way to heaven Yes, exactly. So um, please, do you just try everything. Oh, that's for, well, in that's of, not the good message to send to not people. Try everything, but as in try the different sorts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they dug the hole. Try the everything hole. once. Gonna have a ladder. Please, gonna have a ladder. Let's get out of this hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. But yeah, uh, and be very careful as well. There is a warning that goes with it because we are moving to very close towards the Pentecostal Church. And yes. just be careful and just remember that the mass is which just is what it is and it is the greatest celebration and there is nothing greater and that you know adoration is fantastic and that you need confession and just remember yes. all these things as you go through and just remember that you know that is teaching i do find it very dangerous how in my experience it almost felt like magic yeah it yeah. is is something about it when you tr when you can disconnect from god and truly like i'm trying to get control over this spirit this force that it's above me and i'm trying to make it give me gifts give me something some power for myself it, it can be very dangerous you have to really always put god in center and remember why are you doing this everything must give glory to god everything must give glory to god and it's very very easy to kind of like sidetrack and like try to just have fun with it not focusing on god and then it becomes like this kind of contest who can get more gifts That's it. who's greater who's you know? greater it's like the disciples arguing over it uh, do you remember that Disciples arguing over which one's the greatest. Yes. Jesus is just like head in his hands. You know, it's a face palm yeah, moment. Like, oh. you know, like, After oh, all I've guys, done for you. <laughs> How long have I done this for? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it is is dangerous if you if you forget that is it is supposed to give glory to God and it's the Jesus who is in the center of it. And but once once you remember about it and once you, you are really set in this kind of mindset that this is for God, not for me and uh, apart 
from having this like charismatic spiritual, so you still maintain the mass and sacraments as a core and most important part of your faith, then I think I think everybody should Absolutely. give it a Go try. It. And and uh, enjoy the joy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the, the joy. joy. It is fantastic. It's fantastic. Yes. And it is exactly what the And God needs. wants us to be happy and he wants us to give him glory in the way that it's outside of mass and it's joyful and 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 it's just amazing to be honest one last question for you all right so do you think this whole movement pentecostal protestant whatever catholic charismatic whatever do you think this is the holy spirit trying to reunite all christians oh yeah exactly it's a, it's a great it's a good thought isn't it i read that and i was like yes 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 because we all can agree in this joy we all feel it yeah, no matter which denomination you are. Yes. And it's, it's wonderful. And I think Pope is striving because the yeah. current Pope, Francis, yeah. good guy. He's, he's, uh, he's been good, good, showing... Good guy. Yeah, he's been showing a lot of support for charismatic yes, movement, yes, yes. which is life. a bold of him. And many people find it controversial. Yeah, uh, we were saying, you know, he was prayed over by people in St. Peter's Square. Yeah. But I said, you know, so yeah. No. But I do, I do agree with that. And I, I, I think it's very good for the church to kind of remember because it's the gift that Jesus left for us. He promised and he, he gave it to us, the Holy Spirit. He said he's going to send it to, to watch over us and to help us. And why wouldn't we use it? Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's in our baptism as well. Yeah. yeah I, there's three things on there. And one of them is prophecy that we're baptized into in the kingship of Christ. Yeah. yeah it, one of them is, is prophecy. So it's there from your baptism. Yeah. And all Christians are baptized. You know, we maybe go for a first Holy communion and a confirmation, but all Christians are baptized. I just, I just so had, we share that. Like, I just thought about like trying to fix something and having a full box of tools and trying to fix it with a fork. That's basically <laughs> what we're doing sometimes. Like we, we have this all things that we can connect to God and we sometimes stick to this one oh, thing the little fork. and we, we wonder why it doesn't work while we're still suffering and in our faith and we, why we still cannot find the connection with God. We should try different things. There yeah, are so absolutely. many different things to reach. That's my <laughs> conclusion. On <laughs> Nail on the head. Oh God, Nail that was a long head. episode. <laughs> that was indeed. That was indeed. It's okay. It's okay. Oh. <laughs> There's so much more to say about it. We could sit for hours. We and literally discuss could. It. I've got. You, you should see some of the scripture I've got written. I could just read you pages of scripture pages if you wanted. I could just quote loads. We of can them. make it a separate series. Yeah. If you are interested in more, read, yes. read your Bible. Read Romans. Read Corinthians. And let us know your opinions. We might discuss it later yeah. on. Why not? Why not? Yeah. If somebody uh, accuses us of heresy. We might discuss it as well. Yeah. <laughs> we won't agree. I mean, uh, and if you want to send your uh, us your opinions, uh, follow us on social media, cool. on uh, Holly underscore Bubble on in, uh, Instagram and Twitter. I'll be uh, chilling there, waiting for you to call me heretic. <laughs> just, um, just chilling is that? Yeah. I'll be I'll be chilling there. And and I think yeah, I will see you in the next episode. Which is also going to be a, a banger. A banger. We don't know what it is yet, but yeah, we don't know what it's it going to be. Surprise. It's going to be a banger. Yeah. It is going to be. It always is. They're all made for the glory of God. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. That that wasn't for the glory of God, was it? <laughs> Shame on you, Paulina. All right, yeah, we need to stop this before we say something worse. All right, thank you so much for watching. Uh, we hope your week is gonna be yeah. uh, filled with Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And yeah, pray, 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 and pray again. And worship. Do it. Amen. <laughs> <laughs>